0: You can't pick and choose. Some things are not a buffet. Some things are in life. But some things, certainly when it comes to justice and when it comes to equality, we cannot treat it as a buffet. Welcome to I Love That Line. I am Lawrence Anthony. And I'm Darren Marcus Robinson. And as promised, we were continuing our Movies for Black History Month. And even though Black History Month is over, technically, we're not believing in that. We're going to continue this uh, no matter what. By any means necessary. By any means necessary. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue this. Uh, this movie is important to me. Uh, this was a life-changing movie for me. It brought one of my heroes to me. And on two fronts, uh, Denzel as an actor and also um, the man... Uh, iconic, um, just super influential Malcolm X. So we chose a line from the iconic Spike Lee movie, 1992's Malcolm X, which was just a massive deal when it came out. And Darren, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about it before we throw the line? It's, uh, it's one of my
1: top five favorite movies. <clears throat> Malcolm X is one of my top five favorite movies uh, since I first watched it. Um, as you said, it uh, instantly became uh, influential and something that I have I have referenced a lot, that I have uh, thought about quite often and I use to kind of um, guide me along sometimes. 92, um, yeah, it came out in 92. I won't get into how I feel about its uh, reception in terms of awards, but uh, I'll get into that later. I'll get into it later. But um, So Spike Lee, uh, you know, just, he produced the uh, biopic based off of um, – the autobiography, was told to Alex Haley, Malcolm X, and it is phenomenal. Produced the, and directed. What's that?
0: Not just produced, produced and directed, yeah.
1: Yeah, produced pretty, pretty and directed, obviously, yeah. Um, it is a Spike
0: Lee joint and uh, probably my favorite one. Wow, well, uh, I think we're in alignment there. And this is just an iconic line. I don't think it needs any introduction. Let's just get into the line.
2: As Brother Malcolm said, We declare
1: our right on this earth to be a human being, to be given the rights of a human being, to be respected as a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intended to bring into existence
2: by any means necessary.
0: I feel like we say often that there are a lot of lines in the films that we chose um, and films that we choose. This is one of them. However, I don't know if it's been, ever been more appropriate because of just how quotable Malcolm was, how many things that he said. That resonate today, that have come to pass, and just how influential he is—one of the great orators, I believe, of our time. Uh, so it would not be surprising that we'd have so many quotes in this film. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, even Apple Music has a, you know, a bunch of his his speeches. Do uh, they really uploaded? Yeah, yeah. I've I've listened to a couple of them, um, but uh, that just goes to show you how impactful—not um, only his presence
0: was, but his, his words. Totally agree. Totally agree. And you know what, let's get into it. Why did you choose this line? Why do you love that line? I
1: love the line in terms of the film, um, because of the way it's delivered. Um, I love the line because it speaks to the black experience in, in a whole. And for anyone who's not black, they don't know what it feels like to be in, black skin and to know what it feels like to exist day to day with the trials that and tribulations that we face, not just trials and tribulations. I mean, we have, there's a lot of great things that come with being black, Um, but it speaks to the experience, especially in during that time of the simple things, simple rights, simple civil rights that uh, black people were seeking and to this day still are. So I love that line because it, it really
0: encapsulates just the simple things that black people care care about. Totally agree. And the things that we have to kind of show everyone. And, you know, just to kind of break down the line and talk about its importance, this line is so important to me. It is. It was important when I was young when I watched this movie, but I didn't quite understand it as much. And I think what this line does is... It instills a sense of pride it instills a sense of demanding respect for oneself demanding respect for people and de- like claiming you're right um i grew up and i don't know uh, i'm curious what your experience was but you know we went to a school that was predominantly white in toronto and i at times didn't want to be black you know in my in my grade because it was so tough Not because I was, I was like, I didn't like the way I looked. It just was so tough. And, you know, just got, just went through so much crap. And, yeah, I remember just hearing, you know, hearing the M words so many times in elementary school. It was crazy that you just feel like. I just don't want to be this because it's so it's it's much tougher to be this. It'd just be so much easier to just be white. It'd be so much easier to just be like everyone else. And that carried on for a long time. And then it wasn't until that I watched this movie, which obviously it came out while I was in elementary school, but it wasn't until later that I really watched it and understood it or, or, or felt it. But I was like, well, that's a sense of pride. Be proud of what you look like. Be proud of who you are and don't make anyone... Or don't allow anyone to make you feel that you are less than, that your rights are less than, and that you are anything less than a human being. This is how impactful Malcolm was. This is how impactful he was to me. To the point, Grandma would call. Grandma knew, and Grandma would call him like one of my heroes. Or we'd see him on TV. She goes, "There goes your guy." Like it's it's crazy. So that's why this line matters. You know, we declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being be given the rights of a human being this is for men women anything to be respected as a human being in the society and there's nothing controversial about that and it's very funny that you know when you mention the word malcolm x there's controversy that comes with it that does not come with martin luther king jr and there is uh oh you know he was a, he was this he was that when really you know a lot of his quotes are about being proud in oneself and respecting oneself. That, that's one of the key things, right? That, that, that line is also in there to be respected as a human being. There's nothing controversial about this statement. It is claiming and reclaiming your rights. Simple, you know, to be respected. It's a simple request.
1: Uh, well, at least you think it's simple. But um, I know what you, I can uh, relate to what you're saying about growing up. Um, it seemed to be that there was very little difference in not, not the environment, but the attitude between 1965 and 1995, uh, because I, you know, I I was called the N word, um, uh, multiple times. while you know, just on the playground or whatever. And, uh, you know, a couple of times I had to square up, but that, that, that was fine. You know, I got into a fight, but, uh, the kid had to apologize and stuff like that. But it's, it's one of those things where, it's just simple respect that you, that you want And that you demand And it, it, as you're, you're right It's not controversial to, to want respect From fellow human beings It's not like you're an alien You're a black person You know So I can understand um, And then growing up uh, the, yeah, the film just influenced me heavily um, it Gives you a sense of pride And uh, it, it makes you Seek out
0: um, Betterment for your community which are good things to have. And I think the controversy, well, there are a lot of controversies that come or that are, you know what? That that Malcolm, I love that Malcolm X and his words and his teachings and his beliefs and his thoughts are having somewhat of a resurgence now where there's one night in Miami, which I'm sure we'll do, uh, we'll do in one of these episodes uh, and just understanding how he thought, how Malcolm thought. So I'm glad because you know, growing up, it was like, oh, he was vilified as like this, this quote, unquote, angry black man. And that is something that gets thrown around to label people. And it's like, it's like labeling someone crazy because they're saying something you don't like. Labeling someone angry because they're saying something or speaking up for themselves, saying something or calling attention to a wrong. That doesn't make them angry. And and, and you know what? You should be angry. You should be angry that people are being abused. You should be angry, angry at police brutality. You should be angry at drugs in the neighborhood or, or, or crimes against women. or You should be angry at these things. And there are different approaches, you know, and I think that's what it is. And people love to say, why couldn't he just be like MLK? Or why couldn't, you know, why can't you be like this person? And here's the thing. A lot of people, regardless of, of, of skin color, gender, whatever it is, A lot of folks who don't want to make change or who don't want to do something about a problem, they like their anti-racism or their anti-misogyny or anti-homophobic thoughts. They want anything that is uh, any justice to be done in a way that makes them feel comfortable. And change is not comfortable. Speaking up against injustice is not comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that is
1: prevalent in a lot of uh, spaces, um, the, the titles that black people are given. I saw a tweet the other day saying, why can't black people speak up in the workplace without being labeled as angry? You know, you, you see it all the time in sports, the double standard that exists. You know, if, if a, a non-black person gets, you know, um, uh, angry, they're all oh, they're so impassioned and they're, they're, you know, that's a heated, heated discussion. But a black person does it, oh, they are a thug. Like, what? I, you know, He's thug, lost control. It's, just, it's insane. You know, so black people don't have that, uh, don't get that, the respect in that regard of just
0: having regular human emotions like everybody else. That's interesting, right? As we you said, you don't have the luxury, right? And what, what's one of the lines, what's one of the, the, the words in that line is, right, as a human being, right? To be given the rights of a human being, to be respected as a human being in this society, it's not just being respected. It's 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 for oftentimes you're not seen as a human. You know, it's oh, that's the black guy or that's the black girl, and you know, and this is one of the the, the critiques on 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 uh, about feminism from a lot of from a lot of black women who don't see them a space for themselves there. Because it's like, there's two notions. There's like, there's women and there's black women. And, you know, or there's men, there's black men. And it's like, of course, there are these differences. But the respect, one thing that should not change is the respect that should be given to to all parties. And that's what this line is demanding, is I just want the same respect that you give every other human being. Mm -hmm. Not respected as a black man. I wanna be respected as a human being. And it's crazy, I didn't know you had the same experiences. in elementary school, uh, cause same thing, you know, like all my fights in elementary school were me defending myself, right, and were me having to answer to someone throwing the word nigger out there, or me having to answer for, or, or, or you know, fight back against someone who was bullying me or trying to bully me, uh, just because of the color of my skin. So, yeah, it was it was it was demanding that. Yeah, it was, it was the same people that wanted to, you know, oh, Darren, your
1: your your lunch looks so good. you damn right, it looks good because it's, it's black cooking and you know, they always wanted to <laughs> trade lunches. Are you crazy? I don't want your, your lunchables when I got stewed chicken on your mind. <laughs> Get out of
0: here. It's true. It's true. And, you know, it's funny, though, because that's one of the things is, like, is it can't just be convenient, right? You have to respect us even when it's inconvenient. You can't love- facets. Yeah, you can't love our music or, or black cooking or innovation or art or athleticism or whatever the case is, but then be upset when folks call out, hey, you know, I'm not being treated well. So you, you can't pick and choose. Some things are not a buffet. Some things are in life. But some things, certainly when it comes to justice and when it comes to equality, we cannot treat it as a buffet. You, can't, you don't get to pick and choose. And I think that's why this line is really important. And also why I love this line is because it instilled within me confidence that I did not have as a child. I was not confident being a black man. I was not confident being a young black student surrounded by you know, white or Asian or just everyone else, like a bunch of non-black students and my peers. I wasn't comfortable. Malcolm instilled this confidence in me. It didn't instill anger right? And maybe it was uh, an anger of this is wrong, something must be done, right? But instilled within me a level of pride and a level of, you know, I, I was reading the dictionary because of Malcolm X, you know, and how important it was and how he understood the importance of vocabulary, the importance of words. Uh, you know, they, they called me Webster in school. <laughs> and I took that as a sense of pride because I'm like, why is it bad for me to know language? Why is it bad for me to have these words and be able to use these words? This is very important. This is a sign of great intelligence, a sign of great intellect learning. It's funny when you talk about Malcolm X, you know, he often gets as we talked about earlier he often gets compared to MLK and, you know, Stan Lee Marvel Comics, shout out um, <clears throat> when Stan Lee created the X-Men you know, a lot of folks use Professor X and Magneto as the the, 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 the prototype or not prototype, but the inspirations that uh, Stanley used um, for Malcolm and Martin. And, you know, whereas Professor X would have been very much like MLK and uh, Magneto was very much like like Malcolm X. And same thing. And here you have, I'm gonna go down a nerd, a nerd, uh, I'm gonna go down a nerd road here for a second, but you can debate the methods Right? For sure. And you can argue, hey, listen, maybe not the best way to go about things. But Magneto, Magneto we're talking about. Magneto, uh, a little villainous. But these are folks who want equality and who want, who, who, after seeing yourself be hurt or your people be hurt for so long, how could you not be upset? How could you not want change? And I, I know this sounds like a broken record. But you cannot tell people who have been hurt for so long or have not had their voices heard for so long, well, how dare you speak up now? Or why do you, don't yell so loud. We've tried in a we've tried talking, we've tried communicating. None of these things seem to be working. I have to yell now, you know? Because there'll be different ways to handle a situation, right? And a lot of people when it comes to Malcolm X forget that toward the tail end, both he and MLK actually swapped roles in terms of their methodology and how they approach things. But people don't love to talk about that. But in any, in any event, this line particularly calls for the one thing that every human being should have is respect and their rights. <laughs> I had to throw in an X-Men reference. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> when in doubt, go to, go to the X-Men. They're great. Um, you know, very quickly, why does this line matter in the movie? Uh, I know why I, I think it matters. I mean, it's very obvious, but I'm just curious what, what, what you, why you think this line matters in the movie. Um, it matters in the movie,
1: um, because it, I mean, it comes at the very end. It's almost like a, it wraps everything together and, um, kind of just puts it in a nice, nice little, uh, package of what Malcolm represents and what mm-hmm. the entire movie that you just watched, um, is a depiction of, and it's just the, the, the birth, um, the experience and the growth of a, of a black person, a black man in this regard. Uh, and it matters in the movie because of obviously who is delivering it as well.
0: For those who don't know, tell everyone who delivers it. Cause this is, this is one of the biggest cameos I think in any movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Most
1: definitely it's delivered by, uh, none other than, uh, the iconic Nelson Mandela. That's funny. Every time I say Mandela, I got to think of Chris, Chris Tucker saying Mandela in in Rush Hour too. But no, Mandela is, uh, it's just, you know, an inspiration, obviously for Spike Lee um, to, you know, to have him um, voice the words of Malcolm, of one of Malcolm's speeches. And so it's an iconic moment and it is very, very, it's very poignant as well uh, because it also represents Um, a struggle that, you know, it just, it it illustrates that the struggle wasn't just in America for black people. It was obviously worldwide. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just a, Mm. it's a very, very
0: important. Wow. Well said. It's true because toward the end of the movie when you have all these young students, by the way, Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington is one of the students who says, I am Malcolm X.
2: May 19th, we celebrate Malcolm X's birthday because he was a great, great Afro-American. And Malcolm X is you, all of you. And you are Malcolm X. I'm 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 Malcolm X. I am 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 Malcolm X.
0: You have all these students, these young people, these children, and it's just an amazing, amazing scene and then when mandela pops on the screen it's just a holy moment it's just like wow and when he delivers these words every time i'm getting goosebumps out of talking about it, every time i watch this scene i well up i get emotional i feel like anyone who listens to this pause is gonna be like this guy cries at pretty much every movie but <laughs> i well up I, I get goosebumps because it is so inspiring and I love that it's Mandela delivering it. I love that it's Mandela delivering it because folks try to like, or did try to, to turn Malcolm's words and be like, oh, he's a terrorist. He's an angry this, he's this and that. And here you have Mel- Nelson Mandela, who was also labeled a terrorist and also labeled an angry black man, quote unquote, right before they threw him in prison and then comes out and is the epitome of grace and forgiveness and also strength, but a different type. So I love that is Mandela delivering it, because here is someone who is revered by virtually everyone in the world and delivering the words of a man who was reviled by many. And I love that Spike had that happen. I, I, it was clearly deliberate. This line resonates so much in the movie and resonates Anytime I think you can have someone else speak your words, they may not say it the way you're going to, but someone who's respected, anytime you can have them speak your words, I think that it it lands a different way. It's why, you know, when when you see like a Lifetime Achievement Award and you you look at someone who you also respect, talk about someone they respect, it hits different, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. It couldn't have been a a better feature, if you will, Um, especially because Spike in the scene before they have the kids as I didn't know John David uh, Washington was one of the kids, but they have them all saying, I, I am Malcolm X. And before that he has um, Ozzie Davis recite his eulogy from Malcolm's funeral as well. Um, and um, I thought that was really, really poignant as well because in that eulogy, it's he's saying there are those who called him a fanatic and, you know, a, a terrorist and this and that. And then you flip it, And he used Malcolm's words to end it with Mandela, who was pacifistic in a way, if you will, um, to deliver Malcolm's words, just echoing his longing to be respected.
0: And then the final words come from Malcolm in the movie, by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And once again, we should be angry. We should be angry about climate change and global warming. We talked about this on the David Attenborough podcast. We should be angry about racism. We should be angry about domestic violence. We should be angry about crimes against the Asian community. We should be angry at injustice, period. But what happens when you're not is you get comfortable, or you, when others are angry at it, they get seen as a fanatic. Or, why do you? Here's, here's a word why, why are you so sensitive?
2: <laughs>
0: that is a privileged thing to say. When you are not under attack, why are you so sensitive? Why, why, why does this matter so much? Because you're not living it. And this is why empathy is important is because you need to live it. You need to, you, you need to try and put yourself in, in someone else's shoes because if you put yourself in someone else's shoes, you certainly wouldn't say, don't be so sensitive. You'd say, you know what,
1: I get it. Yeah, you can't disregard um, other people's feelings.
0: No. As if they don't exist and if they're not warranted. <laughs> because you know what happens when you do is you get people upset you get people angry and you know uh, that's where that's where people to, yell that's where people get yeah. really upset is you ever try you know you ever you ever argue with someone or what
2: what do they say the worst thing you could say to someone you're in argument with your partner calm down
0: calm down, <laughs> calm down.
1: don't say
2: it don't do it because you will regret
1: it <laughs> i mean not that you unless you enjoy extending the argument
2: that should be a shout out to every guy who who is in an argument with their with their partner, uh, or woman.
1: Yeah. Don't 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 tell me to calm down.
2: Yeah, don't, I guess don't, so. Don't, know, tell don't tell I anyone to calm
1: down. <laughs> you know, I am calm. If you want to see me uncom, then here, here we are. Let's do it. Um,
2: calm down has a zero percent success rate, is that what we're
1: saying? More or less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what we're discussing now actually kind of uh, there's another line that kind of
0: about sure let's get into it why don't what we're talking about why don't we get into it now why don't we get into some other lines in the film well we're, we're just talking about you know
1: trying to have people calm and and um kind of quelling their anger if you will squash trying to squash their anger um there's a, a scene where he's giving like probably probably his most famous speech from this film um where he's on the steps and he's you know he's saying i, I didn't come here as a republican or a democrat or a mason as an elk and then he he gets into uh, you know i He says, I came here as a black man, but in that same speech, he says, you know, they put drugs in your community to pacify you. They put uh, alcohol in your community to pacify you. They do all these things to pacify you and and stop you and numb you from um, speaking up for yourself and trying to attain all the things that you deserve as a community. So uh, these are intentional things. And he speaks to these speaks to these things. So I thought that that uh,
0: kind of ties in as well. It's important because i i think what happens is you're seen as making it up when you're trying to call attention to something right people will gaslight you and you're like no you're creating a problem that problem didn't exist why do we here's one why do we have to put why do we have to see race in everything (laughs) what another privilege is say? or the government wouldn't do that people wouldn't do that and i think a lot of folks like to say that because a it's, it's a privileged position or b Things can be so bad that you refuse to accept how bad they are. Because if you if you accept how bad they are, that means that you now have a decision to make. You're either going to do something about it or you are ignorant or willfully just say, no, nah, I'm washing my hands of it. So the easy thing to say is, no, that can't happen. Do you really think it's that bad? Now, of course, some people have never experienced it. But just because you haven't experienced something does not mean that it does not happen. Yeah. And
1: I think that's why people are saying, Oh, what does race have to do with it? That doesn't really happen or not doesn't doesn't happen, but that argument is um kind of just dispelled in twenty twenty one and modern era because we are catching things in four K now. Like we're just people are people are being gunned down on, on video
0: and having their uh, necks nailed on. It's evident. It,
1: you know, it's it's insane. And so this is why you see people even those that probably didn't believe it or didn't see it before didn't understand that it was a real, um, that real injustices were happening, now they're like, oh. Some people yeah. need to see things to believe them. I mean, that's yeah. a, the unfortunate, ugly truth. Some people need to see things to believe them. And now that we're seeing them, um, that myth that these events aren't racially
0: charged is coming you know, to a close. I've been very encouraged as of last year because It was an awakening and i think because of covid so many of us have been staying home and you're forced now to look at things that you could not see before or would not see before or were too busy to see or too privileged to see and i've been encouraged by my white friends or asian friends or hispanic friends or whomever just non-black friends being like we got a problem and we gotta fix it and this is all people have asked for is just see me, just see me and see the things that we're going through. And that's all this line is about, is I'm just demanding my rights. I'm not asking for anything more. I'm not asking to have more of the pie than you have. All I'm saying is just respect me and just see what I'm going through. And to see the allies come up last year that I saw, it, it, it honestly, I remember being on a call it's not someone that I normally have, like, a personal discussion with because it's a work capacity relationship. But he expressed that he had gone to some protests and took his kids to protests. And I started crying on the phone, man. He was a white guy. And I just I, I just wouldn't, my, maybe my uh, bias or maybe my misperception was, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of didn't know. But I, I had an inkling where he kind of stood. But I didn't know that he would go to a protest. To march for civil rights, and I remember saying, "Thanks, man. It means a lot because this is tough." And that's all this line is about: is see me as a human being, you know, regardless of how strong I may appear, whatever the case is. Just want rights, the same rights, the same freedoms, the same opportunities you have. And folks are like, "Well, you know, is that happening anymore?" Look at all this. You know, you had a black president. Doesn't matter, man. <laughs> still had his. Yeah, no, you hear it all the time. A man still had his life taken from someone kneeling on his neck. People are still being shot, you know? So just see me as a human being. All right? so that's all. That's it. Yeah. Do you have any other lines that uh, kind of... Uh, another great line is uh, when Malcolm...
2: When he's Malcolm Little getting his, uh, his hair... You, you and I quote this line all the time. When he's getting his hair, <laughs> the chemicals in his hair
1: it starts to burn yeah the, the hair maybe the, the, the relaxer texturized starts to burn and then he's like, you know he's like, hold on it's like i'm holding on it's getting hot i'm holding it's heating <laughs>
2: so so that scene is amazing because i think only one of us got a relaxer in the hair and it's me
1: <laughs> I, I, I i used to relax did you get your hair when what i think what i texturized it like one time and never again but like, I, I'm thankfully I think I only did it once. Yeah, because um, that's just trash. No, I, that's <laughs> it's
2: stupid. Like it's,
1: you know, for what?
2: Dude, you look. I I did it. and I look like one of the Temptations. <laughs> yeah. So it says, uh, no, like you know, like thankfully there are no pictures of me with the relaxer in my hair with me in a perm. <laughs> wild. Wild times.
1: Uh, another line um, uh, that I was kind of one I was thinking about too, is where he's giving a speech and he says, he's just talking about how the black community should invest in grocery stores and so on community and, and, and build its own things for its own community and build it up um, for ourselves. And he says, you know, People say that's it's black supremacy. He's like, that's not black supremacy, it's black intelligence.
2: To be in charge of the
0: businesses in our own community, to own the businesses in our own community, to have economic leadership in our own community. No, no, this isn't black supremacy,
2: this is black intelligence. That's right. That's right.
1: And I really like that because everyone else is doing their thing, uh, you know. Isn't it intelligent for you to do your own thing for your people too? So I I really like that line too.
0: So that line is important because two things are at play. One, I think anytime you have pride in yourself, you're seen as, oh, that's black supremacy or that's, you know, that's racist. Not true. Here's the thing. When you've been told for so long that your skin color is ugly or that your nose is too big or your lips too big or that you're only good for athleticism you're only good for sexual prowess or you're only a criminal when you've been told all these negative things about yourself what happens you start to think negatively or when you when you can't trace back where your ancestors came from came from because your ancestral line was destroyed because of slavery or or, or a number of different any number of like wrongs how important is pride to you it is massive, right? Because you have to feel good about yourself because there are so many things done to make you feel bad about yourself, right? And I'll I'll never forget, and I, I talked about this on an episode of Late Night in Harlem when we were doing the segment um, on uh, black representation, and I'll never forget when Black Panther came out, this black guy who was watching the film, he was going in to see the film, and he saw the poster, and he just saw him. He saw, like a poster of just mostly black people and he was just like wow he's like white people this is what you must feel like is because you constantly see representation of yourself that it just it, it's normal you don't think about it anymore <laughs> right it's just not it's it's a non-thing but when sorry right and so that it's that's not black supremacy it's like hey we just want the same opportunities to you know build ourselves up or to feel the same pride yeah yeah. And then the sec the sorry, the second thing I was gonna say is that also when you talk I, I love that you're talking about investing because it's not black supremacy, it's black intelligence, and that's because money doesn't circulate in the black community as much as it does other communities, right? So that's why neighborhoods and communities are really important because you need to build up uh black businesses and that's why there's a whole the whole thing last year that was such a big emphasis on supporting black owned businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Is because they need the support. And that's not a bad thing. And that's, I love to see my wife, I love to see my white friends and colleagues say, no, I, I want to support black owned To the point that it's so great when you have friends, colleagues, or those close to you who are just like, hey, did you know about this? Who are non-black. And it's great because we, <laughs> you know, because we learn from each other, right? That's the whole thing. so Have you ever heard of patties? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Please, please, tell um, me no one asked you if you ever heard of patties. No, but I mean it's just it's just one of those things that <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it ever happened. Hey,
1: man, you ever heard of these things? These, these things called patties. They're great. <laughs> I, you put it in a bun.
2: <laughs> Wait till um, you tell them about yeah, cocoa yeah. bread. They'll lose their mind. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: no, know, I was laughing. I was laughing earlier because you were talking about. Um, the impact of representation and yeah. how much it matters. And uh, actually, I was, just, I was just reading an article where um, Forrest Whitaker is bringing *The Alchemist*, um, producing uh, the film *The Alchemist*, bringing it to the screen, uh, which has been in the works since 2016. But he said that uh, you know he was inspired when *Black Panther* came out because he's like, man, like this this is incredible. And *Black Panther* was such a, a big moment. And I remember going to the theater. I was wearing like my, I had a leopard print jacket. It wasn't a Panther jacket, but like, you know, I just remember just going to the theater and, you know, taking pictures with people and throwing up the Wakanda salute and stuff.
2: Wait, what? You had a leopard print jacket? Yeah, man. (laughs) I think
1: I was Will Chamberlain or something. Like, you know? (laughs) A pimp coat.
2: Anyway. the 70s? um,
1: (laughs) Okay. But yeah, representation matters. And it's just funny because I think of um, how many films have... Covered uh, people of color, and the people who were the actors were not people of color. Oh, yeah. So I just laugh oh, all yeah. the time, and I think about that. You know, oh, like, it's,
2: it's so so wrong, so like like legitimately just, so it's racist.
1: Just, it's awful. It's awful. You know, but
2: it's such a dated
1: idea. But I think we're coming around. Hopefully,
0: no, we are, we are, and we see this. We see this in film, TV. We see this in 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 culture, and not just art, but also society. You know, uh, I think back in Canada, uh, I think based in Toronto, the first venture capitalist firm run by uh, black individuals, really, really big deal. Uh, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, uh, she told me about that. Uh, so, you know, these things are happening. And I think, it, but here's the thing, it takes all of us. All problems affect each other. you cannot escape it. You can maybe escape it for a little bit, but you can't escape it long-term. And everyone does things differently, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't, you don't need to be loud. I know, I
1: always, I always say that. I always say that uh, there are many different parts yeah. to a revolution.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that when we do One Night in Miami, because it does a phenomenal job with that. But I mean, this is simply a quality. All right, do you have any other lines? No, I, I think, I th- well, I mean,
1: there's so many more I could get to, but I, I think I've exhausted all the ones that I really love.
2: There's a line that I really love. I mean, you don't cuss, nah. You
0: don't talk that what you know, daddy job, none of that. A man curses because he doesn't have the words to say what's on his mind. <laughs> A man curses because he doesn't have the words to say what's on his mind. I love that line, and I love that line because, first of all, you and I aren't big cursers. Like we don't really, I don't, we don't really swear much to begin with. Every now and then we'll drop the occasional, you know what? But it depends what circle I'm in. Sure enough, fair enough,
2: <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's fair. But I learned from Gramps. Gramps speaks. With eloquence, he speaks confidently, and you pay attention when he speaks, but he doesn't curse. I probably count on one hand the amount of times I've heard Grandpa curse, and it was always shocking to me. But you can deliver your message with the same potency without the cursing. And that's why I think vocabulary, words matter. Words matter. We do this whole podcast on what words really mean. You know, Mm -hmm. like, words really matter. Choose them carefully. Choose how you use them. Find the ways to express yourself Better because we'll go a lot farther, or a lot further
2: rather.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> that's what. Uh, so Grandpa always used to say. he Used to say, uh, education. Education is of the utmost importance, which isn't just you know reserved for schooling. No. So just... educate yourself on your emotions. Educate mm. yourself on you know on body language and things like that. So.
0: Yeah. No. Agreed. Where do you rank the line? I do we even need to I'm do
1: biased, it? this this is like one of my top five favorite movies one of my you know top five most influential people in my um in my life um and adding that it's Denzel I mean not Denzel but you add in that it's Mandela rather sorry um it's just uh it's just it's Hall of Fame so without without even question
0: without question I'm gonna keep it short and sweet here it's a Hall of Fame line. From a Hall of Fame man delivered by an even more Hall of Fame individual in Mandela. The whole thing is Hall of Fame. And if you can't get down with that, if you can't accept those things as Hall of Fame lines or a Hall of Fame importance, you're missing the point. Uh, Did we cover anything? Anything else? Oh, 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 I want to say this this line i'm glad we did this movie it resonates even more uh you know as you know i moved you know i live on malcolm x boulevard now like that's a massive deal like it's a mass <laughs> it's a massive deal and there was a time when i wouldn't have said that but you know just recently moving i'm like yeah i live on a boulevard named after one of my heroes kind of cool Yeah, serendipitous serendipitous kind of cool uh
1: anything else uh no i mean aside from like the most i think the most iconic like rant from this you know that you've been had (laughs) you've been been took we didn't even call that hoodwinked bamboozled let us (laughs) straight yeah so that's that's uh that's my favorite part come on every time
2: that's iconic that's i see it on
1: twitter all the time and you know um actually people have started using a meme from this actually where he says uh, that brother's starving yeah. anytime like, you know a guy comments, comments something that's kind of thirsty on uh,
2: you're right yeah yeah if a, guy, if a guy's yeah. really trying to haul out a girl like over the top yeah. that brother's, that star brother's starving there. <laughs> so many yeah. lines in this movie yeah. so many lines. but yeah the big took bamboozled amazing amazing
0: amazing brother i love you this was great great film great line awesome Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Lawrence Anthony. I'm Darren Marcus Robinson. And uh, we'll catch you next time on I Love That Line. Thanks for joining.